You want your employees to sleep. You want your employees to eat lunch and not work through lunch because they're going to be better performing in the afternoon if they're not hungry. I mean, it's these simple things. Like you want them to be taking care of themselves. You want them to have the time and the space and energy to, to do the things that will keep them going just like you want the same for yourself. Most business owners and entrepreneurs are secretly sick of hustling. And if you are too, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast with me, Mickey Anderson, where we're revolutionizing success because you should have it all. Business success, lasting wealth, freedom, and fulfillment. Join me on this quest to uncover the keys to defining and achieving success on our terms so we can all hustle less and profit more. Ellen Leonard is a stress management consultant, coach, and speaker who helps business leaders and organizations manage the stress of change to create more agile, productive, and connected workplaces. The Stress Less Method incorporates evidence-based tools and supports improvements in productivity, resilience, employee retention, healthcare costs, business profitability, and performance. In this episode, Ellen and I speak all about the stress of entrepreneurship, how it weighs on our bodies, minds, and spirits, and what we can do in simple, actionable steps to take control and live a healthier lifestyle. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for being here with me, Ellen. I so appreciate your time and expertise. I am really excited to talk about stress. <laughs> and I'm sure our audience is excited to hear about not necessarily just stress, but how to deal with and manage stress. But, you know, one of the things I so appreciate about you, I was doing my research, and you also have a background in adult education. Yeah. And so you bring not just an expertise in stress as a researcher, at, but you also have experience in how to teach people yeah. properly. And that's been a huge disconnect I found. A lot of people can get lots of information, but to actually learn and implement it is a whole different Oh, yeah. Game. I completely agree. And thank you for recognizing that because so often that's overlooked, especially in wellness programming. And it makes me a little crazy because... I'm like, yeah, you just threw all this information at people, but you didn't help them implement lasting behavioral change. So it's like I bring my adult education and my extensive coaching training together, boom, to help people make these lasting behavioral changes because that's that's the ball game. Like I can tell you as as much as I want about how bad stress is for you. You don't need to hear that. You need actual strategies that work in your life and ways to implement them like right now. That's what people need. You know, there's a huge difference between knowing and doing. Yeah. And I think that's where that education background and the coaching really comes into play because most of us know better. <laughs> Whether we do better is a whole different story. Yeah. So when we... Yeah, the example I always give with that is like, if presented with an option between kale and a cupcake, <laughs> I'm always picking the cupcake. I know the kale is better, but I'm like always like, no. <laughs> Like the obvious answer is a cupcake, even though rationally, I know the kale is the better choice. Yes, yes, it's so true. And I think there's also a lot of misinformation out there around yeah. stress, around health, and around how to just deal with things on a behavioral level, what you need to be doing on the day-to-day -day basis. And a lot of it feels super overwhelming. Uh, yeah, that's because it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hello, the Thank reason you. you're feeling completely overwhelmed by that is because it's overwhelming. <laughs> 
all needed validate that validation. That for everybody. <laughs> yes, we all needed to hear that because it's true. There's just, and we're inundated with messages, not just of health and what to do, but also marketing messages about how to look yeah. and be and all this stuff. So can you tell us a little bit about, I'm super curious about how you came to find this passion and curiosity around stress. Oh yeah. Cause it's really funny. Like you wouldn't think that that would be something that somebody would become really obsessed and passionate about. Like objectively, I know that's super weird. Like, I'm just like, yeah, that's like really awkward and weird, but I'm really awkward and weird. So it's totally fine. No. So I was a huge nerd. I was a scientific researcher, uh, for like 12 or 13 years. I ran labs. I published papers, big nerd. Oh, and I put all those papers on my LinkedIn, even though they're completely irrelevant to what I'm doing right now, because I'm like, no, 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 I did that. Yeah. So if anybody's curious, but anyway, um, yeah, so I was doing all this nerdiness and one day it literally occurred to me, I was like, oh, I could do whatever I want. Like it had literally never popped into my brain. So then I like explored some stuff and you know, I'd always been interested in health and wellness stuff for me. And I was like, oh, let's let's science that. Let's let's see what's going on with that sciencey uh health and wellnessy stuff. And I noticed a consistent theme of stress. Like in everything I was learning from all these courses I was taking and everything that I was seeing, I was like, oh yeah, people are so stressed and nobody's talking about it. Like they're talking about it like tangentially, like meta, like they're like Oh, I'm so stressed. Oh, stress is so bad. But then nobody was doing anything about it. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is not good. And this is years ago, like that I was thinking this. This is like, what, 12 years ago, 10 years ago? Anyway, this is, it's been a minute. It's not just pandemic craziness stress, but it's like not current stress. It's like in the before times uh, when I was like, this is a situation. And so then I discovered, so I was in the middle of my master's degree and I discovered that yeah, everybody was just throwing education at wellness stuff. And I was like, but their science says that's not going to help people. And I was so mystified by it. Like, it made no sense to me. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, 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 why are you doing this? Like, there's like so often stress management lunch and learns like and everybody on this call has been in the stress management lunch and learn that I'm about to describe where you're like, let's talk about what's happening with the hormones and your body and your cortisol and your adrenaline. And I'm like, there is no mom who's like, she's, she's got a job. She's got like three kids and she's not like cooking dinner thinking what's going on with my cortisol. Like what's, what's happening with that. That's not what she's thinking. She's thinking, I am going to strangle my children in a nice and loving way. But you know what I mean? Like, she's like, where are they? what i'm going to turn off the internet don't make me turn off the internet like that these are the things that she's saying is like why is my dinner on fire like <laughs> yes That's, yeah and explaining my life right now That's yeah it. <laughs> and it was just such a disconnect for me i was like what is happening like every time and then i would get hired for stuff and that was what they were wanting and it was so like, it was just so weird to me. So and so that's how I became passionate about the way that I operate the the offerings that I have the focus on behavioral change. And the focus on stress was interesting, because not only like was I like, well, this is clearly a big problem that we need to get a handle on. But what was fascinating to me was that the approach to stress wasn't at all nuanced. It was like, let's meditate. And I'm like, okay, and like, <laughs> and the truth about stress management is that everything that works for your general health and wellness is also a stress management tool. Mm -hmm. So like, 
why not multitask? Like if you are working on losing weight to fit into your wedding dress or to lose that baby weight or whatever, oh, spoiler alert, that helps to manage your stress. So it's <laughs> it's just so many layers. Yeah, I get a little excited. Sorry about that. I'll settle down. I love it. Just no, settle it's, down. it's amazing. And please don't settle down because this is totally my vibe. <laughs> I love it because, you know, as a busy mom running a business, people will continually say, oh man, you manage so much. You're a hero. How do you do it all? And the whole time I'm like, I don't want to do it all. This is not sustainable. Please help. But nobody seems to want to, they yeah. just walk away and they're like, you're a hero. High five. And then walk away. Or you should try meditation or like, that's it. That's always the response is, mm, have you, have you done any self-care? Have you maybe like gone to get your nails done? And I'm like, stop, you're going to. That's it. That's okay. The self-care really, argument. That, like, that's it. You should, I'm like, I mean, these are uh, for real. Like I love meditation. I love self-care. Those are things that I definitely work on my clients with, but those are not end all and be all practices that like a woman is just going to roll in and check off her list. Oh, I got my nails done. And now suddenly my life is in a chaos dumpster fire mess. Like it's not oh, how it works. My favorite, though, is people will say, oh, man, I'm burnt out. I'm going to take a weekend off and then I'll be fine. And it's like, pretty pretty sure weekend off isn't the resolution to burnout, but you do you. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, oh, you got this. <laughs> so it's going to be okay, I swear. On Okay, so let's talk about stress in less of the, I think we all understand stress yeah. itself, how it feels in our body. I know what I feel like when I'm feeling stressed. And so... I feel like you can find a lot of that information online. Let's get into how we can actually manage stress, what that looks like in terms of our behaviors uh, and not so much, you know, the cortisol. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, real solutions. And here's mm -hmm. like what's always so baffling to me is like people are experiencing stress, especially entrepreneurs, right? They're experiencing stress and then they're actively not doing anything about it. And here's mm -hmm. the like crazy thing. Stress is related to like, I feel like I have to whisper this. I feel like I'm about to say a bad word. Like, stress is related to like 90% of illnesses. <laughs> oh, that is so insane. Like that's some estimates. I'm like, who is the person studying that? But that's anyway. But as an entrepreneur and a mom, I'm sorry, do you have time, Mickey, to be sick? Is that something that you... <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm actually currently sick and I don't have time for this. Like yeah. it's never ending. No. Yeah. And so it's a, like, I feel like it's the competitive stress, like stress management is the competitive edge that mm. will help you be successful in your business. And mm. the acknowledgement and the, the realization of that can really drive people to action. And so like the first thing I would say for all the entrepreneurs listening is you need a plan. Like, like you are planning your funnel, your marketing, your social, you need a plan for stress management for this quarter for for this week for this day and you need to approach it with the same passion and get it done attitude that i know that everybody listening is doing like you're not canceling on clients so why are you canceling on you why are you canceling that yoga class why are you canceling that five minute break or that 30 minute walk or that whatever it is that you're actively doing so many people listening already know the things that will help them manage stress. That's what's so cool. It's like oftentimes we know, Mickey, do you know like five things off the top of your head that would help you manage stress today? Oh my gosh, I could list uh, about a million, yes. Yes, yeah. so we, we all know 
And so, of course, I'm going to, don't worry, people who are like, no, lady, I need some, I'm going to give you some answers. But I just want to say, like, as entrepreneurs, as a businesswoman, you are already good at planning. Use that skill. Put it on your calendar. I don't know about you, Mickey, but like the second something goes on my calendar, it stays on my calendar. Yeah. And it means it'll yes. get done because I have yes. an obsessive need to check things off. <laughs> don't I'm we like, all? I'm like, I would like, yeah. And so if that will help, I have worked with so many clients who like, that's a motivational tool. I'm like, well, put it on your list. Like if walking your dog for 30 minutes every day helps you to like settle and calm and ground and manage your stress, put it on your to-do list, like an actual, so you can check it off. It's super motivational for a lot of people who are, are really driven as entrepreneurs tend to be. <laughs> you know what I love that you said about this right from the get-go was less about helping yourself and self-care and feeling good and doing right for yourself. But the fact that it actually is an advantage in your business, because I know both in myself and many of my clients avoid doing the stress management things that will help them in the long term because they assume it's, it's being selfish. I'm thinking about mm. myself instead of putting others in the business first. You know, I need, I need to prioritize <laughs> the business, but I love that you said that this is actually going to help you yeah. and be an advantage in your business. Can you talk to me about how stress management will actually improve your business? Oh, yeah, because like, who is gonna run your business if you've lost your mind? Like, mm. who is it? Like, when you're burnt out, when you are like, and <laughs> Mickey's laughing because she knows what I'm about. I'm gonna like, write that on a sticky note and put it on my wall. <laughs> Well, everybody listening, like if you are an entrepreneur running your business, you know what that means. Like, you know how like project deadlines come up or crazy clients or whatever it is that you're dealing with. Like, you can't continue to show up. You are your business. Like, you can't continue to show up if you're not sleeping, really irritable, having chronic pain, digestion issues. Um, I'm just listing some basic ones. Oh, that's, and these aren't even the ones that are like heart attack, stroke, like, like I'm not even listing those. Those are definitely gonna make you less productive. If you have a heart attack, you're gonna be a little bit less productive, but those other ones are definitely impacting you. Like the things that we just push to the side are affecting you day to day. They're affecting your ability to show up for your clients. It stress affects your ability to think creatively, to problem solve, to focus, right? Uh, to accomplish tasks. It affects all of those things. In addition to, I know that everybody listening, like for your clients or your customers or whoever it is that you're serving, you want to show up awesome. Like you don't want to show up that version of you that's coming home at night. I know her. <laughs> I, I am her regularly. That's she not is me. how I am her. <laughs> that is not who I want to show up as as my client. Like or for my clients. Like I don't want to show up as her. Like exhausted, burnt out. No, I want them to get the best version of me because that's what they're paying for and that's what they get because I set up my life to support that so that I can structure things appropriately so that I can maintain my productivity, still be creative be calm and consistent with my clients and kind and empathetic with, you know, ideally everybody I'm interacting with, but also those humans that live in my house, mm -hmm. um, those people, it's nice to be nice to them sometimes too. Every <laughs> once they, in a while, yeah. <laughs> sometimes they get the, the worst of the, like, if I've had a bad day, but no, I've just seen that on TV. That's definitely not me. 
You know, I've heard this response once when I was talking to someone about taking better care of themselves and reducing their stress. And they said, yeah, but if I'm not constantly working and pushing, my employees are going to think I'm slacking and then they're going to think it's okay for them to slack. Oh, yeah. Did you shut that down? Yes, I want to say pretty Good. effectively, but I would love to hear how you would respond to people who are thinking that they need to be constantly producing and working in mm -hmm. order to be a good role model or a good leader. Yeah, and I hard disagree with that. Hard disagree because here's the deal. Um, and I work with so not only do I work one on one with uh, people coaching them for stress management, but my my main part of my business is going into businesses and helping teams and entire organizations learn how to manage their stress. So I regularly talk to leaders about how to lead with stress management in mind, because here's the deal right now. People are done. Your employees are exhausted. And when you lead from a place, a mindset of acknowledging stress and acknowledging what you're doing to help manage your stress, you know, let's say you're a team leader and a project fails or you don't get the sale, right? Share with your team. Oh, this really sucks, guys. I am so upset. I am just, here's what I'm experiencing this. And tell them so they know it's okay to be stressed. They know it's okay because here's the thing. Everybody experiences stress. Everybody. And if they uh, say they don't, they're lying to you. But as a leader, you can lead from being like, yeah, this really sucks. This is really hard. And here's what I'm doing to manage it. And it will lift your whole team up because they will see you saying, oh, like, oh, she's stressed too. Oh, thank God. Because, <laughs> and it will help you immensely because here's the deal. Like the employees will see that you're taking breaks. So they'll take breaks and your employees, when they are well rested and not losing their minds are going to work better for you a long term. It's just the way that it is. Like you can't just keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them like you're pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself because that's going to lead to burnout, attrition. Like you're going to have to be hiring people. Like a lot of these companies that are like, we, we have to keep hiring people. We have to keep hiring people because they keep pushing people. Amazon's a great example, right? Their attrition rate is bonkers. It's because they push, 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 and then they burn that group out and they move on to the next. And I'm guessing that everybody on this call doesn't want to be a part of that model. And when you're leading, you lead by example. I mean, yeah, get stuff done, get your stuff handled, but make sure you're ha demonstrating that work-life balance, right? So that your employees are like, oh, oh, it's okay for me to turn my email off at night and hang out with my family. Oh, okay. I can do that. Oh, I can... I can take time and, you know, schedule a time to uh, exercise in the afternoon when it's convenient for me and my kids are off as long as I make up that time later or get that project done. Oh, it can be very transformative. Well, you know, there's two things that came to mind. The first was as an employee, when you see somebody who is acknowledging tough times, who is talking about the way that they're dealing with it. It, it makes it feel like they're not angry at you when they're yeah. behaving, right? Because sometimes when we're stressed, we, we're erratic, yeah. our emotions get amped up. And if we're not talking about it and we're not actively acknowledging, like, I'm really stressed right now. There's a lot of pressure. I'm sure you are too. A lot of times it can feel like the person's angry at you. Yeah. And that's not a good place to be as an employee, to constantly feel like people are either angry at you or they're inconsistent. And so that's kind of the first half. But the, the second half of it is, the best teams in the world 
if we look at them, a lot of times we assume that they're go, 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 and that they never stop. But that's not accurate. It's the best not teams accurate. in the world know when to push and when it's necessary Mm -hmm. to go above and beyond. But when it's not, they lean in to rest and wellness. Yeah. And you, as a human, you actually need rest. <laughs> like you want your employees, Mind blowing. <laughs> you, you want your employees to sleep. You want your employees to eat lunch and not work through lunch because they're going to be better performing in the afternoon if they're not hungry. I mean, it's these simple things like you want them to be taking care of themselves. You want them to have the time and the space and energy to, to do the things that will keep them going just like you want the same for yourself. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we assume that if somebody's not stressed, maybe they don't care, but I, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Am Yeah. I right? Wrong? I know. I agree. I can care about a lot of things that don't stress me out. I mean, you care about your, your kids, right? Like, and they, that doesn't know. Well, that's maybe not a great example. <laughs> I don't know what your kids care are like. about my dog. I'm not, I'm not stressing all day about him. Yes. Right? Like... Yes. I care about my chickens and I'm not stressed about them. So when we're, we're talking specifically about leaders and managers, so we talked about acknowledging the stress in the room. Right. I've never heard of anything that doesn't get better by t talking about it or it gets worse by not talking about it. What are other things that we can do aside from talking about what we're experiencing to help build a better culture where we, ma we manage and plan for stress? Oh, this is such a good question. I love this question because here's something that's so often overlooked by just people in general, but also managers and leaders. And this is something that a lot of people don't know about stress is that different things stress different people out. Okay. And I know that they, people are like, yeah, but so, you know, person A on your team is super stressed by presentations. Person B on your team is not right. There's nothing wrong with either of these people. You just might start to use them in different ways. And so when you learn that different people stress in different ways and that's okay, it doesn't mean they're wrong or you're right. It's that people are all different and they're experiencing things differently. So some people can handle like, being yelled at by a client and it doesn't bother them and other people are like that will decimate them if you have that knowledge as a manager as a leader oh my gosh you can support your people so much more effectively it is just bonkers the difference that it can make in doing that and here's the other thing different stressors affect different people differently <laughs> okay so i'm trying to say that better so a client yelling at me might make my heart race and make me nauseated versus a client yelling at you might make you just really irritable and like have a racing mind. So it affects us differently and there's no right or wrong and knowing that stress affects people differently, that it has different impacts and that that's okay. And that it's largely beyond our control. The things I'm mm. listing are just our reactions. They're largely beyond our control. It's just such a important thing to acknowledge because then what it means is different things are going to work for different people and that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with somebody who loves meditation. Meditation is an amazing tool. It really works for a lot of people do a lot of different things. There's so much science behind it and some people just hate it and that's fine too. You know, exercise is an amazing tool. It's good for us in a variety of ways, but it obviously has very real stress management results. <laughs> but, you know, some people think running is horrible and don't want to do it. 
maybe they're more into hiking. Maybe they like swimming. Maybe they don't like any of it and it's going to be a harder sell. You know, <laughs> that's all fine. And so as a leader, as somebody who's, who's running a team or entire organization, just that knowledge is incredibly powerful when you're approaching stress to change the culture instead of judging people like, oh, that shouldn't bother you or you need to suck it up or you just need to be better at this. Those kinds of attitudes are such crap and they don't do anything for your team or your organization. Like, oh, that's just the way things are. Ugh, no, it's actually not. You know, just the way that you explain that made me recognize one of the problems that I have with like the stress world right now is we talk about managing your stress, but you know, you said that a lot of it's kind of out of our control. And so yeah. I love the fact that you talk about stress planning mm -hmm. instead of necessarily like managing your stress. Yeah. So when we're looking at managers and organizations and creating plans to, to deal with the natural stresses that are going to come about because they do every single day, <laughs> should we be creating an overall plan for the business? Or is this something we do with each individual within the organization or both? Oh, I love it. Oh, so I think the number one, if you're, if you're running, if you're talking about a team, if you're talking mm -hmm. about yourself, you create it, the individual stress management plan, or if you've got a really small team, and that's all you're talking about. Yeah, do it individually. But bottom line, ask your employees, <laughs> what's stressing you out? What would make you feel better? They will tell you. Oftentimes, it's things like, you know, those 7am meetings are killing me. If they could just be at 8am, that would do transform my entire life, because I can't figure out how to get the kids out of the door, and blah, blah, blah. Like those simple things, ask your employees, Awesome. And here's the bonus of that. Not only are you going to get some great information that will help you be a better leader and help your team be more effective, but studies have shown that when employees feel like you're listening to them and caring about them, I mean, ideally you are doing that because you actually care about them and not faking it. Spoiler alert, they can also sense that. But like, <laughs> but that is where you start to build these cultures that everybody's obsessed with, like culture engagement, like, yeah, care about your employees. Just ask them, they'll tell you. Yes. So when we think about planning for stress or creating our stress management plan, is there a formula we should be following? Can you tell us a little bit about what that can look like? It is different for everybody. So everybody, yeah, again, handles these things differently. I personally look at my week and acknowledge the realities of that week. <laughs> Let's say that was a big project due, or it's the first week of school, right? But that's acknowledge the reality of my life for that week and starting as with that as a basis, just acknowledging like, hmm, that's probably gonna be stressful. What is it that would make me actually feel better? What is it that would support me? What is it that I could do differently for me? And this is what I recommend for most of my clients. I start with the basics. Like, you need to sleep. <laughs> Do I ever. <laughs> some, some of you have young children. I can't help you with that. That will eventually get better. But you, someday, right? You need to sleep. Here's the other thing. You also need to eat. <laughs> and so I actually meal prep strategically. Some days I know I'm going to have time to cook. Other days I fully acknowledge 
that they are going to be a complete hot mess and I am not going to have time for that. And that's okay. But I do not function well without food. We will all suffer and my business will suffer. With, but it's, it's a, you know, ubiquitous suffering. Yes. Oh, it's so, yes. it's not good. <laughs> also, it turns out you need water. Like, I know people on this call are like, there it is. There it is. We've got, show You're it off. Me. I'm like, oh man, I have to proud. morning. Woo. Yep. And then movement. I used to say exercise, but people like, and I get it. Like, I don't want to go to the gym. That sounds awful. I know. But movement, like Movement can be playing with your kids, gardening, walking your dog, whatever it is for you. Count that as movement. Me going up and sta down the stairs to do laundry or whatever it is. Think about movement strategically and how you can incorporate that into your day in a way like maybe you love to cycle. How are you going to fit that in? So, and then the, the one that often gets overlooked when you're planning is connection. I mean, yeah, you've got meetings with people like we're doing this podcast thing but hopefully you've also got some friends <laughs> that <laughs> i'm guessing they'd like to see you yes. or hear from you or your family you know call your mom <laughs> like <laughs> give give your sister a call like make those connections purposefully and so i will actually strategically and i work with clients on this all the time how do you schedule that in like, how do you look at your week realistically and be like, okay, this is what's going to be the thing that gets me through the week. This is where I'm definitely going to have problems. And here's how I am going to strategize my day. And so it really is about taking that control back because I did say that lots of things about stress are beyond our control, but this is a way the planning, the incorporating it into our daily lives, the really thinking strategically about it is a way that we take back control. And here's what's so cool about that. This episode is brought to you by the Hustle Less Profit More Club, the marketing solution for small businesses struggling to grow. Learn how to ditch marketing that doesn't work and create a no-fluff, high-powered marketing strategy that scales in the Hustle Less Profit More Club. This monthly business coaching program is designed for busy entrepreneurs and business owners who struggle to market their business. Inside, you'll learn everything you need to set proper marketing goals, prioritize your efforts, and grow your business. Head over to heymickeyanderson.com slash club to learn more. Now back to the episode. Sorry, I get really excited about the science. The science that. says that whenever you feel like you have more control, even if it's not true, you reduce your stress. Isn't that so cool? This is so cool. That's amazing. And I can tell you as like, uh, quote unquote control freak. Yes, it's so true. When I even have like perceived control of yeah. the situation yeah. that I have no control. It's actually over. called perceived control. Yeah, yeah. good job. <laughs> it feels so much better. Now, I know that there will be some people in who are listening and there was a time in my life where I would have said the same thing. I don't have time for any of that. I am mm -hmm. so busy. My day is jammed from start to finish. Are there things that I can do while I'm working or do I really need to just cut things out? Like, how do I manage all this? That's a great question. So my number one recommendation to entrepreneurs, so entrepreneurs that are listening right now, hire help, like whatever you can do, whether that is hiring somebody to clean your house or mow your lawn, if that's affordable to you. If not, you can order groceries on your phone now and get that cut out of your day. How are you asking for help too, right? Your friends and family I mentioned earlier, 
I heard a rumor they actually really like you and care about you. And if you were to ask for help, they would probably say yes. And how do I know that? Because ask yourself right now, if your friends and family called you and were like, oh my gosh, I'm just so stressed about blah, blah, blah. Could you help me by doing this? You would probably say yes. Call so it's, yes. it's yes. an ask for help kind of situation. And yes, I'm going to agree with you starting to say no to things. Like, what can I get rid of so that I can have a more sustainable and balanced life? Oh, and I love going through saying no practices with clients because there are so many aha moments where they're like, oh, I don't even like doing that. <laughs> they're like, I hate that. Oh, and do you want to know a big thing that I said no to, Mickey? Do you want it? Like, let's hear it. Oh, yes. and I feel yes. like it's a dirty secret as an entrepreneur that I'm about to share like this <laughs> thing that will blow people's mind that I completely got rid of, I completely deleted my Instagram account, my Facebook account. I took them off my phone, so I'm so no, with you there. I went one step further, they the are way. gone. And here's what's, it's basically magic if you've been wondering, but I said no to it. I was thinking like, what, weigh the pros and cons of the things. Yeah, does it uh, hurt my business? Yeah, it does, but I found ways to do that, that actually support me. Some people love being on social, I hated it. It added so much stress to my life. And now without it, I'm like, ooh, what are these shoulders? They're moving. They aren't tense and by my ears anymore. I feel like I can breathe throughout the day. It's so weird and nice. But yes, what can you say no to? What can yeah, you say no that. to? Yeah. I think, um, you know, in our day to day, we grind through a lot and we assume that it's because we're tough and we need to. But I, I think you're right. There's a lot of things that we have. We make choices every single day and it's, yeah. it's just being intentional and recognizing the stuff that are contributing to who you want to be and the business you want to run and the stuff that aren't. You know, I, I was speaking with somebody a couple of days ago and they were talking about these big goals they had for their business and what they wanted to achieve. And, and the reason why they wanted to do it was to support their family and to give them a great retirement. But this person was suffering, like excruciating day to day grind, stressed, crying at night, not sleeping. And the, the thing that I asked that I feel like was a little bit of a stab with the knife, but really got the message across was how good is all that retirement savings if your family hates you because you've been irritable and yeah. Not fun to be around this whole time. And the, the look I got immediately was like, you know what? Okay, it's time to cut some things out because like yeah. as much as it's great to think about retirement and long-term, the present is just as important. Yeah, and I love that because what you, you know, if I was to ask everybody I know, what is the most important thing to you? Almost all of them would say supporting my myself and my family, like supporting yeah. us and like health and money and like all that goes into that. And my, my, my family, that's what they would say is the most important. And oftentimes I find that they're, that's not connected to their behavior. That's not how like, so making sure that your values and your actions are in alignment is actually a huge stress management tool. Oh. So like when you check in with that, if you're like, okay, if I'm saying the number one important thing to me is my kids, is that true? Do I have evidence of that? If I'm saying the number one important thing is my health and wellness right now, what evidence do I have to support that? <laughs> what are the actual things that I'm doing and how I'm living my life that support that? And what are the things that are like, ooh, that is not in alignment? Because when you have that misalignment, that adds a lot of stress because you're constantly trying to resolve that mentally, right? Like you're like, there's a little battle inside your brain where it's like, ah, oh, there's something wrong here. Yeah, I, 
it's so true. I, I can think back to times in my life where that was absolutely the case. And it was this like underlying, almost like a toothache level of stress that just never went away. And you couldn't quite pin it until all of a sudden one day it was like the eruption, <laughs> I like to say. Yeah. Now, what I really want to make sure we talk about is behavior, because this is your specialty, is getting people to go from that ideation to actually mm -hmm. taking action. And I know a lot of us have great intentions. I sure do. I write things on the to-do list and put it in my calendar, but lo and behold, sometimes it doesn't happen. And I'm just either not motivated or I haven't built up the habit or something comes up. And so are there things that we can do to help kind of stack Yeah. the deck a little bit in our favor to make sure that we're doing the behaviors that are going to most support us? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. Number one, be realistic. Is what you're adding into your week actually happening? Like going to happen? Like, do, do you have space and time for that? Like if you're looking at your calendar, can it actually fit in there? Yeah. So being realistic. Number two, remembering to start small. Like if I'm doing something, if I was to start meditating for a minute a day and then add a minute every week, by the end of the year, I'm meditating for an hour. I mean, it, it, people feel like, and, and entrepreneurs especially because we're so uh, motivated, uh, like we, we want to like do it all and we want to do it all right and we want to do it all now. And with things like this, that's just not possible. None of us are running around like oh, so much free time. What can I fill in with it? Like, let's do that. Like, we don't have the time and space to add more things. So what's a small thing? Like a five minute thing that you could do. Also, I mean, there's there's a lot of science behind tying uh, new habits to existing behaviors. So like every time you brush your teeth, you will also meditate for five minutes or exercise for five minutes. That's a really bad example because nobody's going to be like brush their teeth with and the then toothbrush. do five jumping jacks and like, I mean, <laughs> Joke on toothpaste. but yeah, but you get the point is like, it's tied <laughs> to an existing thing that you already do. Bedtime's probably a better example. Like, so if I'm tying my turning off my phone and getting it out of the room with my brushing of my teeth before I go to bed, then that can build that behavior up. A lot of people function well with rewards. I found that doesn't work long term. That's a short term solution. Like if I do X, Y, and Z, I get to have or I get to do. I've never liked the the carrot and stick kind of situation. Yeah, those are more short short term things. But so the other thing that often gets overlooked when people are approaching these long-term lasting behavioral changes is things that you're already doing and building on those, right? Because uh, oftentimes the, the mentality is like, oh, I have to do this new thing or I have to do this uh, a new way or whatever. And maybe you do and that's fine. But oftentimes you're already doing something. And how do you just do that more or better or different? And that's much more manageable and already allowing space and time for something that already exists in your life and building off of that. I love that because a lot of times we, we do have that mentality of I can't add another single thing to my mm -hmm. list. And so starting with what you're already doing feels so much more manageable. Yeah. Now, for those of us who maybe have reached that point where we're kind of burnt out, we've hit like the extreme level of stress where we're starting to become erratic, maybe you're not sleeping or we've just hit that place where it's like, I'm just everything's falling apart. And instead of like just taking two days off and then getting back to exactly where you were, you were, what can we do to start kind of bringing ourselves back to a healthy place? 
Yeah. So first of all, no, you're not alone. So in everything you just described, the number one thing I run into is people feel like it's just them, mm -hmm. that there's something wrong with them, that they did it wrong. And I would like to emphasize that as an entrepreneur, what you're doing is really hard. It's hard. And so you are having the normal reaction to working so hard. So you're just being human. I know you didn't think you were, but it turns out you are. So just taking a moment and sitting in that <laughs> is helpful. I think a lot of us have these unrealistic expectations or we've seen people do these incredible things yeah. and we assume that we should be able to do it the same way they did, but we don't have all the context. Yeah. And then the next thing that I would highly advise is to start building rest into your an actual rest, not multitasking. I'm on to you. I know that you were like, well, I'm going to read for rest, but I'm going to secretly read these like eight business books that I've been meaning to read. Like it's what does rest look like to you? How do you take a break? Start to really and ugh, that word self care. I really do hate that word, but radical self care, like prioritizing yourself. If you feel that you are legitimately burnout, finding a therapist. I, I honestly think every entrepreneur should have a therapist because my therapist knows about my stresses of creating funnels. She knows <laughs> about the time my website crashed. Oh, the time that a link was broken and I wasn't getting, oh my gosh, she knows about all that. And she's literally paid to care about it. Well, to pretend she does. And I just, yeah. So yeah, I would highly advise because I need a place where I can go because being an entrepreneur can awesome oftentimes be very isolating and I need a place where I can go and talk and talk about it's also a great opportunity to, to work out maybe some problems you're having with your employees and how you'd like to go about handling it because oftentimes you don't have anybody else to talk to about that or problems in your business you're not comfortable sharing with anybody oh my gosh it's just such a relief to have this outside objective person who is an expert in my brain and my emotions because I am not uh <laughs> to roll in and help me like find that extra bit of sanity. So if you are really feel like you are burnout, I would find a health professional of some kind, a mental health professional, see your doctor, right? Every entrepreneur should like actually have a doctor ready mm -hmm. to go because you do not have time to be sorting that out when you're sick. So I should call it your health team, like your, yes. your team that's just for your health and wellness. It could be your personal trainers on that list, your massage therapist, your stress management coach, your meditation and yoga instructor, like all those people who are on your team and creating a really robust support team can be just such a win, uh, especially if you're trying to pull yourself back from burnout. You know, I love that you said that because a lot of us will go straight to, oh, well, I just need a business coach or I just need a coach instead of, I also maybe probably need somebody in mental health, not mm -hmm. just who's there no. for personal development per se, but to help me deal with the real, maybe traumatic stuff yeah. that's going on in my life that I'm, I've been avoiding. And I think sometimes we, we miss the mark and you might need both. Sometimes oh. you only need one, but sometimes you need both. Yeah. And especially with everything that we've been living through recently. Mm -hmm. And I've said this I feel so many times at this point, but humans were actually not designed to deal with the level of stress that we've been expected to deal with in, say, the past like two or three years. Like, when you think about it rationally, it's kind of bonkers. But 
when you're experiencing it, when you're in it, it can be very easy to be like, oh, why is this so hard? What's wrong yeah. with me? I should be able to do this. And the answer is like, no, you were actually designed for some versions of chronic stressors. Like I would say parenting is a chronic stressor, right? The, I mean, I mean that in a loving the way, everybody. I mean, that, but I mean, like, it's always something new. Like, yeah. they're two, and then they're three, and then they're teenagers, and then they're, you know, at college. And all of that is like, you see Mickey's eyes getting really big if you're listening yes. online now. Oh, yeah, her eyes are huge. She's like, oh, crap, I didn't think about that. But I would call that a chronic stressor. I would also call something like college a chronic stressor, but it has a discrete end, right? Like, you're always doing tests, and then it's, but. An acute stressor is what we're actually mostly built for is like, oh, I had a fight with so-and-so today and I'm upset or this thing didn't go the right way. We're built to handle that. But the level of chronic stress that's happening right now is insane and we were not designed to handle it. So keeping that in mind as well is like if, again, I feel like I've said this like eight times, if you're finding it hard, it's because it is. Yeah, I love that. I think if anything, those who are listening, like this is great validation to know that first off, you're not alone, but also like, yes, this is really hard and you, yeah. you don't have to suffer in silence, right? There are things you can do to help you along the way. It doesn't have to be painful and suffering all the time. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Even with the things that are beyond your control. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'd love to learn more about you and when you're working with a client, what that can look like or how you can help entrepreneurs or maybe anyone who's interested listening on the podcast, what that would look like working with you and what kind of outcomes you can produce. Yeah. So I do one-on-one -on -one stress management coaching, which is just basically like a three month kind of program where we get your stress handled and you leave with a plan. Like I'm not screwing around. It's like we do, do, do. You will get homework, but I know you love homework, so you're fine. We're entrepreneurs. Um, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on to you. <laughs> no, so I help people one-on-one -on -one, and I love that. But I also go in and help organizations and teams uh, with stress management programming workshops or like long-term kind of programming where with the one-on-one, -on -one, you definitely see improvements in your stress. <laughs> With a yeah, so you definitely you, you will feel less stress, but you will also feel really confident <laughs> in your plan moving forward, which I find most entrepreneurs are just like, yeah, I got this now. And it's something they can check off and not worry about anymore. It's like when you finally figured out how to do SEO and you were like, oh, thank goodness I figured that out because check. yeah, I need to check that off. But with the corporate programming that I offer, and this is, oh, this is a good story. Okay, so I was running my 16-week program, which sounds long to a lot of corporations. So I was running my 16-week program. We started in January of 2020, and we ran through May of 2020. So what happened in March of that year? Anybody? 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 Like the most stressful event in human history that impacted all of us, COVID, right? All Everything happened, and nobody was more stressed at the end of the program. It was a huge wow. win. 100% of the people that went through the program were either just as stressed, which I'm counting as a win, like we were all in that, or less stressed. And I was like, that's like magic. I was like, that's magic. Well, and I think that proves <laughs> Or science, that it's actually the, science, but It's like... a little bit, uh, mostly science, let's get real. But I think that proves the proactive 
approach yeah. is really important when it comes to this, not waiting until the moment of like, oh yeah, burnout or when your attrition rate is ridiculous to, yeah. to seek support. So for organizations who maybe need a little convincing about what sorts of things that this kind of a, a corporate program can solve or help with, what are some of the, the key factors that maybe mean your team's a little bit unprepared to deal with the stress they've got on their plate? Okay, so productivity declines or quality of work declines. Like so-and-so used to do this and now she's doing this. Hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Uh, mm -hmm. Attrition, right? Like, oh, the great resignation. There's a big one. Yep. Oh, yep. that's weird. Rise in healthcare costs, absenteeism, mm -hmm. right? People disappearing more. If you're getting ghosted a lot, uh, what is it? Is it called quiet quitting? I quiet forget quitting, what it's, yes. There's a new name for it every day. Mm -hmm. But you can you can see a lot of it in the metrics, right? And in how people are responding, just in the general tenor of meetings. If people are more irritable when they didn't used to be, they're more angry, you're having to manage more conflicts. There's a more HR stuff happening. There's a lot of ways to really know that like, okay, something something here is going on. And, mm. and ideally I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. For any of you listening, for those listening who are like, yeah, that's me. Or maybe they're interested in, in not burning out this year and coming in with a plan. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that plan. As you're rolling into 2023, <laughs> maybe it. with I less wanna, stress. I want to have a burnout free 2023. I feel that's like a that's good the mantra. That's that it. is a really um, good goal. <laughs> Where can they find you? Since we know you're not on Instagram and Facebook, where can the listeners find you to learn more about you? <laughs> well, uh, you can find me at www.ellen-leonard.com. That's E-L-L-E-N-L-E-O-N-A-R-D.com. And I think, Mickey, you'll share this in the show notes, but okay. you can go to backslash stress podcast. And there are all sorts of resources, some of my favorite podcasts, some of my favorite books um, and apps and things like that that can really help to support you and ways to work with me, obviously. And yeah, you can find that at that link there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Ellen. I'm, I, I feel like I'm ready finally to take the step and start proactively <laughs> planning. But also I feel like I have a much more, maybe a little bit more confidence in the fact that I don't have to reinvent things or come up with yeah. new things. I can just look at what I'm already doing and try and do a better job at those things. And, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners probably feel the same. So thank you so much for today. I so appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I sincerely hope that everybody listening feels a little less stressed and a little more in control, empowered to take their stress on because you have more control over it than you think you do. And I know that you can do something about it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me in another episode of the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast. Thanks to our season one sponsor, Asteri Pursuit Marketing and Communications. You can find show notes and resources at hustlelessprofitmorepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us where you get your podcasts. Join us again next time to uncover more of the keys to achieving success, wealth, fulfillment, and freedom. Thanks for listening.